Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. It's beginning to look a lot like our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christmas because we're closer. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. It is beginning to sound a lot like our podcast. The Diversity on a Hill podcast. That's correct. With PJ and PK. Welcome. We're glad you are listening. We hope you are enjoying these festive times. That amazing energy comes from PJ. And that amazing voice comes from PK. And he's, you're a so ve- kind. he's a very handsome man, too. Always well-dressed. I mean, you're always bringing the fashion, dude. I don't know about fashion. You are always bringing... You always look fly. Oh, I appreciate it. Not all the time, but... All I'm- the time, you put me to shame. Like, we're walking around, I look like a bum, and this guy looks like GQ magazine. Not true. Right. You don't look like a bum. A bum. You look a lot of fun. You look like a lot of fun, oh, but you don't look like a bum. Look at oh, that. Oh, oh, how you geez, like that? Huh? It's terrible. There you go. <laughs> but we're glad you guys joined us once again. Um, we have been having a whole bunch of wild conversations as of late. Yeah. It's a lot I of fun. fun. Hey, quick question for you. Go ahead. Do you put up Christmas decorations? I know that you're kind of a bah humbug and Christmassy <laughs> and you're whatever. We already know that. Oh, Do you man. put up Christmas decorations? Uh, we put up a Christmas tree. Okay. Um, uh, we have a wreath, and um, my so, wife yes. does want to put lights up and I'm, stuff. So, I'm not yeah. talking about the whole. I'm just you put something up. So yeah, you of course. You put at least the tree up. Yes. Come on, man. Okay. The tree was up the day after Thanksgiving. That's what I was going to ask when you put it. The That's day after right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. How about you guys? This year we put it up before Thanksgiving. Really? What do you think of that? Are you judging me? No, actually, this year. We should have started Christmas like in August. I agree. Now I love Christmas so much. <laughs> so that's that's my thinking. I love Christmas so much that I'm I'm fine with it. I just put a I posted a picture before Thanksgiving that we had put it up mm-hmm. and whatever. And you always get certain people that say, "Oh no, don't do it! I don't want to see anything Christmas until Thanksgiving's over." Or you know, I can't believe they're putting Christmas stuff in in October in the yeah. stores and. Well, I think I told you that I don't care about that. Well, oh, I told you that we celebrate Christmas in July. Mm. You know, not 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 the full fledged Christmas experience, but we at least play some Christmas music oh, for really? some time through the month of July. Yeah, interesting. So you know, it's it's one of those things that to me, my daughters sometimes are like, "It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Why are you playing Christmas music?" But now, Christmas I like music it. I wouldn't play in July. What I w- I wouldn't do that. That that's a little. Because Christmas music is so, there's only a certain amount of songs you can have. So I don't want to get tired of it. I want it to be special for Christmas. What, so I, but I will start listening to it as soon as we get the, the tree. That's when I start listening to it. And traditionally, our tradition has been the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we go out that night and get a tree. By the way, fake or real? We have a fake one. 
Yeah, I, I always grew up with fake because I was a, in a Hispanic family. I think they always do fake trees. Well, well let me tell you a quick story about a real one that <laughs> Ooh, we did. Nice. Uh, this is a clickbait, so I guess it, it, it fits. But here's the idea. When we lived in Michigan, mm-hmm. we went to a tree farm. Oh. All right? And, the whole uh, experience. The whole experience. Like, we even helped uh, chop it down a little bit. Really? That's, that's Instagrammable right there, by the way. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. We get out there. We're like, okay, we want a small, you know, simple tree. We got a small space. You know, we lived in a small uh, duplex at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this one looks perfect. It's small. It's, you know, whatever. We brought that thing home. Mm-hmm. It took up almost two-thirds of our living room. Really? It was huge. So it was fat, though. It was super fat. Not really tall. Not really tall, but, but it fat. was <laughs> It was like, you got to be kidding me. What's happening here? Yeah, it's hard to know how it's going to fill your space yes. when it's in a different space. Yes. I would imagine it's even harder in a big farm because it's outside. It's outside. Yeah, it yeah. felt small. Everything it was like, looks tiny. Yeah, yeah, you're in the great... Oh, look at this. <laughs> That's funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, so I put my I put my stuff up before Thanksgiving this year, and I got some remarks and 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 some some judgment. Because, uh, who, because who doesn't care? This person, PJ? and I don't care if it's a pandemic year or not. <laughs> if I want to put it up before Thanksgiving, that's what I want to do. That's what you want to do. That's what I'm talking about now. Yeah. Now you said there's only a couple of songs, man. I got you know, on my uh, Christmas faves playlist. Mm-hmm. I got three hours and thirteen minutes worth of music, bro. As far as music goes, that's not much time. Well, I'm saying, but though. think about like if you're at home and you're playing music in the background, it starts to repeat pretty quickly. Okay, well, because if you're on the radio, let's say you're listening to the radio uh-huh. like back in the day when you listen to the radio. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone still does this, but they'd play songs, and your favorite song you wanted to hear your favorite song, and it would come on, you know, two or three times a day, and you right. loved it. Right. But after a month or two, you're like, oh, I want to listen to a different song. If I'm listening to the radio, I don't think you should hear the same song in the same day or even interesting or yeah the same song unless you really love it i get it you want to listen to it over and over but after a while in like christmas music i've been listening to these for years right so i would like it if it was only just one christmas song new christmas song per day at three hours i'm gonna listen to that maybe a couple times at least if i'm in the car depends where i'm driving yeah well i mean the interesting thing too is I try to hear other songs. Like I do turn on the radio every mm-hmm. so often to see if they'll play some song that I haven't heard yet because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, contemporary artists mm-hmm. are remaking a lot of these songs. So yeah. I keep adding to that playlist, right? And I know there's still some of the oldies that I still don't have on there that I also right. want to add. So my point is normally the, the Christmas music is not necessarily played in my home mm-hmm. as much as played in the car. Right. And since my car drives are short, three hours worth of Christmas music on a 15-minute drive you know, yeah, that's not bad. It, it, yeah. And I listen to it at home. I listen to it in a car, and sometimes I'm driving like an hour or two if I'm doing something, and then, then it gets a little bit repetitive. Oh no, 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 no! Now, don't get me wrong. In November of this year, mm-hmm. I started listening to Christmas music full fledged, mm-hmm. like almost the only thing, like exclusively, except for Saturdays when I would listen to my Christian music. But there's Christmas Christian music. There is, but I... You need to make a mix. You need to make a playlist. I need to that's make a only, playlist for that. That's, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me ask you this question. Christmas music. What does Christmas music sound like to you? Is there a, is there a genre that speaks Christmas? Is there something, a certain song that's like, yes, this sounds like Christmas? Oh. Um, okay, so 
I have like a my number one mm-hmm. Christmas song. Let's mm-hmm. let's go that route mm-hmm. for me. Is Nat King Cole's Christmas song. Okay. You're 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 jiving with me then. This because I don't really love modern Christian music. I mean Christmas music. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Some there's some songs that are good. Yeah. But to me, the quintessential sound mm-hmm. of Christmas is like 40s, maybe 30s kind of jazzy, yeah. old like crooner type of music, mm-hmm. big band. Mm-hmm. That just sounds so Christmassy to me. Yeah. I mean, something about the the peaceful yet joyfulness yeah there's time of man, those songs that's that's my go-to it's like those old it brings back those old movies it just and i know the young people are going man those two guys are really old <laughs> well they told me i was born in the wrong era mm-hmm. I, i've been told that a couple times just because of the songs that i like to listen to but let me ask you a question that's not related to this but related to music Go ahead. have you ever set music to wake you up as an alarm <laughs> I I did uh when I was in uh man high school. Did you like that? It was yeah, I, I would play classical music to wake up. Interesting. So it wasn't Do you like classical the, music? I can listen to it. Um, so so not really? Okay. okay. No, I'm saying I'm I can reading li- between the lines. Yeah, no, I no, can no, listen no, to no, it. No, I no, I no, can no, listen no. to anything. <laughs> Doesn't mean I like it. True, true. Okay. So I can I have days mm-hmm. when I'm like I gotta listen to classical music, and I just pump the classical music. Gotta listen to it. Interesting. Yeah. So, so like, it, I don't know. It's just if it's different. So, so it's not that I can listen to it because I'd rather not listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's I can listen to it because there are stretches where I'm like, this is what I want to listen to, and I go hard on the on the uh, classical music. So I would use that to wake me up, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't work. <laughs> Oh, it didn't Sometimes. work. No, it didn't. Well, classical music's so too like, soft. It was, it was, it was. And then we tried to put like another radio station that had more like pop and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But sometimes the songs that were being played, it was like jarring to wake up to. So it was just like, I'm not going to do that anymore. So here's my experience with it. Sure. I, I did that in, in high school. I think I did it in college too. I started hating the song that would wake me up every morning. Huh. I hated it because... I like sleep (laughs) and I guess that feeling of waking up in the morning when you're still tired, especially in college, you go to bed late and you know, alarm clocks aren't, aren't nice. It's not like, Oh yeah, I feel awesome right now. Cause Mm -hmm. you probably stayed up way too late. So I started to hate the music that woke me up. It would give me that morning feeling. And I'd be like, yeah, Oh, I hate this song. (laughs) So I don't like to do that. So, so get this, my mom in, her good intentions wanted us to learn hymns. She made you wake up to those? She would sing us the hymn. And she would not stop singing that hymn every morning Uh, until we could sing it back to her. I would start to hate the hymn. (laughs) So you can just imagine how we felt in the mornings when she, and, and, you know, my mom, like she wasn't a bad singer. Right. Um, So it it was just, wow. Like I appreciate it now, Mm -hmm. but I did not appreciate it when I was growing up. I just, I'll tell you here's the much. problem is waking up it, when you're tired, it would make me hate that song because it would yeah. remind me of waking up tired. Yeah, but now I hear the songs, like the hymns, if mm-hmm. they sing them at church, and it gives me great memories of my mom singing in the mornings. Oh, it would have so, given me bad memories. <laughs> well, so that was an interesting, you know, yeah. take on that okay. on that whole music bit. By the way, what are you drinking there? Uh, 
I have some mint tea. Tea. So you like tea, huh? I like iced tea. Like so, why are you drinking that? Because my wife takes care of me. I don't. But I don't get it. Why are you drinking? What? How is this taking care of you? Um, Melissa, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, she's been sending it with me in the mornings, and because she sent it, I drink it. That's kind of how it goes. Wow, you're very obedient. I am. I am. So, loving. do you like this mint tea? I can drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so you like it as much as you like classical music. Is there ever a day where you're like I have to drink tea? Yes, when your wife sends it with you. <laughs> That's it. That's that. Now that is how that works. <laughs> it's is mint. I, maybe I should be asking Melissa. Is mint tea healthy? Is this why? Yeah, yeah. It's wh- good for your stomach, uh, for digestion. Mm. And um, they say that drinking, oh, you know, it's also cold outside. So drinking uh, something warm keeps me warm. She's looking out. Yeah, but hot chocolate is warm too. I don't like chocolate though. Oh, uh, do you? <laughs> apple cider. Love apple mm. cider. I could, apple I, cider. Could, I could do that. But it's not the healthiest either. No, no. So that's why. It's tea, baby. All right, tea, awesome. I don't like tea, so I I, I thought I saw a little tea thing there, and I was like, uh huh, he's drinking tea. Tea's not very. Do a lot of Hispanics drink tea? Because I don't know of very many that do. No, no. My uh, mom I, says she likes tea, but I've never seen her oh, drink it wait, in her life. Wait, I think you said Hispanic. Wait, 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 wait. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know that South Americans. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's it's so, a big thing. Oh. Okay, and and also in Europe. Did the Spain. Do they do it? Well, I don't. I guess I better not say. I better not blanket statement it like that. Yeah, I, I, I know in I don't England know. it's a big deal. All right, Caribbean Hispanic. Okay, there you go. We don't drink much tea that I know of. No, 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 it's no. I, I don't remember that either. It's actually all the coffee. That's what they drink. <laughs> yes, yes, coffee's okay. a big thing. Decaf, of course. I decaf. Sure, Roma, Roma. Mm-hmm. Ugh, no, <laughs> decaf. <laughs> all right, hey. Well, we're gonna do a little bit of click baiting with you here today, and after we come back. From this little. Was that break little enough for you? I don't know, man. Sometimes I get jamming on these songs and I want them to play longer. And then I'm like, oh, no, we got to like get back to the. (laughs) You just said jamming. We were jamming. Jamming. So right. what clickbait you got for today, bud? Well, I, I've got a, I've got a couple for you here. Okay. Uh, I think I'm bringing them all today, am I? I think so. All right. First off, I saw this. Well, let's talk about, about this first. All right. So I was reading the news this morning, and there was uh, Chris Collinsworth. You know who he is? Yeah. Who is he? I enjoy him. He actually does the telecast for Sunday Night Football on really? you NBC. En- you enjoy him? Yeah, I enjoy listening to him. Okay. And he's, to he's, Al Michaels. He's controversial. He is? Yeah, because apparently he says some things on the mic that are, are sometimes not seen as, as nice. Really? Like and there what? And was, there was two of them. To Two of them I'm going to bring to you. Whoa. So I guess okay. this past uh, Sunday night, he was talking about some of the fans in one, for one of the teams. And he was saying he was talking to these fans mm-hmm. and he was talking about how knowledgeable they are. Yeah. But then he went a, a little bit further and some people are, are taking this in an interesting way. So I just kind of want to see your take on it. All right. Um, he basically said, um, so these, these fans are, and I was particularly impressed with the, and even the females 
like the females were asking fan, uh, pointed questions about the football and, and very specific questions. Uh oh. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think of that? Ah, uh, well. So people are upset because they're like, hey, females can be fans of football too. Why are you kind of pointing them out as the ones that are asking the pointed, uh, you know, specific questions? Right. Well, ugh. so this plays into um, st- stereotypes, right? Mm, okay. And um, growing up, I have to confess, I was of the mindset that, well, you know, women didn't know a lot about sports. You know, that's really where... Uh, wasn't your sister kind of in the sports or just giving you clothes of sports teams that you don't follow? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess she had two older brothers, so she might've really embraced the sports because it was kind of something she got exposed to at a young age and regularly. So, um, with that, you know, it's, it was still the mindset that sports were, I mean, yeah, it wasn't necessarily for women, you mm-hmm. know, at least not knowledge. Of well, the intricacies of the sport. I mean, if I'm honest, growing up, all my conversations about sports, the majority of them were with guys. I can't remember one conversation I had with a friend that was a girl at school about sports. Right. So, and and this is why I was saying it's stereotypical because the idea is that women don't know much about the intricacies of the game. I, I, so, I, I found the specific quote. All right, go ahead. That way. every Everybody's a fan. In particular, the ladies that I met, they have really specific questions about the game. And I'm like, wow, you're just blown away by how strong the fans are here in this town. Hmm. I, I don't know where he's coming from. Like, is he, is he, I know he's trying to praise um, that town. Right. And, you know, it sounds like he's, he was just surprised to, to, to see the, the, you know, he didn't allude or didn't share uh, the kind of questions that they were asking. So, you know, what what about it blew his mind? You know, because we do have women that are coaches now. Yeah, I think uh, he was just NFL. talking about the spe- how specific they were because he said they have really specific questions about the game. Right. So, so what kind of questions is is I guess it's more important. Like, what is what kind of questions is he expecting from the ladies? Right. And and that's where you know now it's it's a matter of of his perspective, because if they're asking about you know did the running back run through the A gap or the B gap why did they choose that you know then it's kind of like oh snap like okay yeah and here's the thing you know about the A gap and B gap really well you you follow football very well I hear the A gap and B gap and I'm just like I don't know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about I've heard the terms <laughs> gotcha. before. Gotcha, yeah. Um, yep, I yep. just know if my runner got five or seven yards or didn't get any yards at all gotcha. and how happy I should be. So even there, if Chris Collinsworth was having a conversation with us, you'd be asking that question, and I'd be like, is my team going to win? <laughs> no, I hear you. So, so I, I don't know if that's why he's like so astounded. But, again, it, it's that stereotype, that idea that, that women are not supposed to be knowledgeable or express particular interest like in sports or cars you know like you you wouldn't want uh no don't no let me not say that i started that wrong it's not you wouldn't want it is you are less likely to find uh regularly children aka boys playing with dolls right Mm -hmm. but you're also less likely to find girls playing with cars right so that's kind of the the stereotype i think that is 
played in the back of our minds that in some cases are carried out. But this is 2020, man. You have women uh, who have always been capable that are expressing interest in things that maybe you back in a, the day. You have a ton weren't. of women sports reporters now. They're Yeah, and they're amazing. Like, yeah. they know what they're talking about. And, and, and again, this is why I'm saying it's 2020, man. So his statement... Uh, probably, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he probably did not intend it to to demean women or to say anything of that sort. Um, I think he was just praising the fact that in that experience there, uh, there were a lot of people who knew the intricacies of the game and were asking him, and he was pleasantly surprised. So I'll I, give him that benefit of the doubt. Well, I give him the benefit of the doubt, too, because he said everybody's a fan. That's what he starts off first off. Well, but then he... Says well, then the ladies. Well, He's, look, but his last line are, "You're just blown away by how strong the fans are in this town." But see, look, look. Here's 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 an interesting mm -hmm. example, right? So I'm gonna go back home, talk about home. My wife can care three hex about any sport, mm -hmm. right? As it pertains to the the details and intricacies, she doesn't know names of anybody, she doesn't follow any team, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm teaching my daughters to have that love for the game, which mm -hmm. my wife, you know, she she wasn't taught that. So, so what I'm saying is my daughters are learning about sports. They're learning about teams. They're learning about players. They're learning about fantasy football. You know, they, and I'm being intentional in teaching them these things. So again, it, it's that whole concept of, wow, I'm surprised you knew about that. Do you think people are being a little bit too sensitive about this, however? I think so. Again. I mean, I don't, I, I see the problem. And I know if there was like, a, it's not like he's being, um, and maybe he is. I don't know. I need to ask. I maybe need to ask a female about this. You know, I need to ask my mother-in-law about this because my mother-in-law and father-in-law, you know, I love them to death. They're great people. She watches football every Sunday. Nice. Yeah, and if it's on TV, she watches. And she doesn't matter who's playing. She watches. Nice. My father-in-law could care less. He doesn't watch it at all. Doesn't really? watch sports at all. No. Well, that's he goes out, works out in the yard, or builds a guitar or something, or does something, you know. Yeah. But she's the one watching sports, and she's the one who'll, you know, talk to me and ask, you know, who's going to win and what I think and stuff. So it, it's very interesting. I'd like to ask her, just have her read that and see what she thinks. And maybe I'll get back to us with that. Because part of me, I understand, you know, okay, well, maybe he shouldn't have mentioned a specific necessarily gender there because, I mean, if you like football, you like football. Yeah. And, and again, we, we as in my family, falls into this stereotype to a certain extent. Yeah. Where... He said, everyone's a fan. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone in my household is not a fan. Yeah. So I guess he's saying in, in that microcosm that I'm using as an example in my home, it's kind of like we don't fit. Is it? Or we would fit. We would fit his comment in the sense like if my wife was also a big fan like well, I am. Most families fit that comment. And that's what I, that's that's another thing that I want to get at, too. Are we being okay. too sensitive? Because is it is it wrong to generalize ever anymore it almost it's almost like if you ever generalize you're gonna be a big yep. jerk because you're saying this about me it's like no what i'm saying is this is generally the group right that doesn't talk specific about football correct so that's a great i think you hit the nail on the head with generalization yeah i mean i understand that generalization is a slippery slope but it's there for a purpose we can, I, I feel like we can generalize at times without people having to be like, I can't believe you did it. 
No, yep. listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna generalize. Adventists go to church on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But not every one of them do. So if is the one that's like, well, I don't go to church on Saturday. Why would you get upset at that? You know, it's it's kind of what we're teaching our daughters even right now. Yeah. Where it's like, if we say this, does it mean that you're not that? So, for instance, if we tell our oldest daughter, you're such a good student, and mm. our youngest daughter's present, does mm. it mean that she's not a good, uh, good student? Yeah. It's not the case. Right. And I think that, again... As you get to know these people, and obviously we're not going to know Chris Collinsworth personally. The more we listen to this telecast, the more we're going to hear where he stands and, and what he's about, right? But I think we are kind of in a more sensitive society right now. And I'll be, I'll be honest. I think that's a good thing in many ways, but it's also very annoying. Yeah. Because you have to be so Politically careful. correct with everything. Yeah. Ooh, politically correct. That's another that's yeah. another episode. Um, <laughs> hey, so he went on, he had another Okay, so this is like the other clickbait. All right, go ahead. No, just, it's not another go, one. This is kind it. of the same one. Okay. But he was talking, but this goes with what we talked about last week about the coronavirus. Okay. He had uh something interesting to say there. And by the way, we wanted to Yeah. We want to give a shout out to our uh, doctors and our nurses and those frontline workers who are working so hard. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for after uh, <laughs> frontline workers um, for that are battling with the virus. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for what you're doing. We know you're putting yourselves at risk every day. And we should have said this last week in our last episode. So I hope that you heard that one. And if this is the first one you're hearing, well, we're glad you're catching it. But we wanted to say this uh last week too this is part of the growth thank you for growing with us and the idea is thank you we are so appreciative of what you do day in and day out you are truly heroes and we know you're being over overtaxed oh my by yes. the amount because of the virus so we just want to thank you so much hang in there yes please all right so chris collinsworth and al michaels uh, were in san francisco and as you know california has stricter laws with mandates of mask and and yes they do and so they were there in not san francisco but santa clara uh, close enough Mm -hmm. and during the beginning they're joking around and they're like we're not auditioning for the mass singer and they gestured to the to the The mask mask they were wearing right right. okay fine whatever do you have a problem with that no they're probably trying to make a joke and also promote the mass singer show oh yeah they're probably doing both is it on the same network? I don't nope, know. It's on Fox. Then they shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended now. <laughs> and then and then Al Michaels goes on to continue and says, officials have compelled us to wear a mask during the game. And so that is the story. I'm Al Michaels. And you are. And he's talking to Chris Collinsworth. And Chris Collinsworth says, I don't know who I am while shaking his head. Oh. Chris Collinsworth also wore a mask that looked like a surgical mask. So, yes, some people are having a hissy fit about this, saying they're making light of mask wearing mm. and kind of saying, eh. <laughs> We're being and we forced. talked about this last week about, you know, the, the freedoms of it. It almost sounded like it almost sounded like in looking at it that they were when you see the clip, you can tell they're being a little bit like we, we need to explain to you why we're wearing the mask. First off, why do you need to explain it? Yeah. Why do you have to say Santa Clara, the the, the county, well, is well, forcing us to? Okay, because because there's some compelled. Sorry, yeah, compelled. Well, there's some sporting uh, events where they're letting um, people go, 
and watch. Small numbers. Yeah. You know, and they have to wear their masks. They have to wear their masks, yeah. But there are some that um, fans are not allowed to go. Mm -hmm. But they don't have to, the announcers don't have to wear masks. But I've seen some where there's like a plexiglass in between them. Yes, they did that once. I think is what I saw. I've only I, seen it once. I think certain ones are doing it differently. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. But I've only seen it once. So I know Joe Buck on Fox, Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman had it. In They're the them. ones who I've seen, yeah. yeah. Um, but ESPN just stands there, people set, like socially distant, mm-hmm. <laughs> distance. And then um, I don't know if, if, if that's why they, were, they had to explain it and they kind of went through the <laughs> what seemed to me like a pouty route because I, I actually – watch that that game so they were they were they seemed to be pouting <laughs> that they had to wear the mask because um i guess and that's why he was saying i need you to enunciate like like last week i talked about the fact that i wear my mask when i'm in the church mm-hmm. but when i'm teaching sabbath school i take my mask off so yeah. the kids can hear me right right but they keep their masks on so i don't know if 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 that's kind of where they were going about it i mean it's not fun to talk with the masks on i mean we're doing this podcast we don't have masks on and and this you know, makes it easier for us to, to talk. And sure. I don't know if that's why they were being pouty about it, but it just, it just is funny to me. I, I didn't take it as, as, as an offense, but it, I, I didn't take it as offense either, but it, it was almost like, why are you is kind of, you're right. It came across as pouty. What bothered me. And it really didn't bother me. If I heard it, if I heard it live, I would have been like, and he, here's the thing with society today. <laughs> Most of the things I hear live, I'm like, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I reacted. However, once it gets on Twitter and people start reacting, make a big deal about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they did say that. Maybe they did. (laughs) Interesting. And then, and then every once in a while, well, I should be offended at this. Uh, I'm. I try not to be still because it's really not that big of a deal to me that that he said that that that's his opinion. I do feel like in today's mask wearing uh, thing. Maybe he shouldn't have said we're compelled. I, I I would have said it differently. It would have been like, "Hey, we're wearing a mask to be safe. Um, please ha- give us uh, leeway. If you can't understand us, we'll do our best to enunciate." But then again, you gotta understand who's watching football if you want to go down that road because this is the same. These are the same people. Who were like they didn't want to watch football because there were players kneeling and disrespecting the flag when it was never about the flag. And we had a conversation about this too. In don't don't generalize. Episodes. Don't generalize. Don't generalize. You just generalized. These I did what the, I These say. are the same people. Who, oh, that's, all right. These are the people <laughs> watching football. My bad. I watch football and I didn't. All right. So don't put me in that <laughs> uh, boat. My, my I'm bad, about my to bad. get offended. I'm going to write this on Twitter uh, right now. Uh, oh, you can, you, you're going to write to me on the Verse Center Hill at, at Gmail? I am offended that you generalized me. <laughs> All right. So the idea is this, you know, I, I mean, look, this is kind of, okay. So you tell us where you're leaning. Fine. We appreciate it. Good for you. You know, but I, 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 I don't hold in, in this climate. I don't hold the broadcasters to this level of, they have to be politically correct all the time. You can be yourself and 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 say how you feel, and that's how they felt. So so be it. That's yeah. I saw it live and it, felt like ah, all right, whatever. And then I hear it now, and I'm still like, ah, okay, whatever. But people get so upset. And Twitter is weird. Like they turn the <laughs> smallest things into the hugest things. Yep. Interesting. Oh man. All right. Well, hey, uh, we'll be right back in a couple seconds with our next clickbait.
All right, so that was kind of a a two for one clickbait, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying, I thought you had the two clickbaits at both Chris Collinsworth, but it's yeah. all good. And out Michael's a little bit in there. Yeah. So here's our next one. I saw this quote on an Instagram thing, and I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh oh. So here it is. It's kind of a, a little bit to unpack, and it's very intelligent. So right, here it we took go. me a while. I should take notes then. Contemporary culture has taken classic narcissism and turned it into a new moralism. Does that make sense? Wow. So taking the narcissist. <laughs> That's taken, yeah. Now there's ahead. more to it, but I'm just trying to. So once again, the first part is contemporary culture, today's culture, has taken classic narcissism and turned it into a new moralism. And then that goes into explaining. What we deem goodness is now what everyone else affirms the delusions of one wishful thinking as objective truth. Did that make sense? You might want to read that again. Yeah, I might need, I might need to read that uh, from the actual source here because I might have butchered that when trying to write it down. But let me see. Let me see if I can do that again. Sure. So again, what we deem goodness now is that everyone else affirms the delusions of one's wishful thinking as objective truth. So in other words, what I deem good, right? Mm-hmm is what everyone else should think is true. Well, it said objective, so... Yeah, not subjective, so right. it's truth. Truth. Like absolute truth. Absolute truth, yes. Mm-hmm. So one's wishful... So basically, we're turning our wishful thinking of what we think is good, and we think other people should see that as truth. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. Interesting comment. That is a very interesting comment, and there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there. And now, I, I, and here's why I bring it to us because I do think that there is some some truth to it. Yeah. But then once again, some generalizations and some things that I don't necessarily agree with. Okay. I do agree that contemporary culture has taken narcissism, classic narcissism, and turned it into a new moralism. Yes, and and we would expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of we want inter- we interpret things whether we want to through our own lenses, through sure. our own experiences. And what ends up happening is we create a quote-unquote truth. Right. Well, I believe all my opinions are true. And there you go. And that's but here's a, kind of the general, popul- you know. Don't you think all your opinions are true, though? Not all of them. Yeah, you do, because if not, they wouldn't be your opinions. Well, yeah, but there's some <laughs> things that I'm not sure. I'm not fully knowledgeable in well, some things. Here's so I know thing. that you're humble enough to know. <laughs> oh, you're a nice person. We've gone over this. You're humble enough to know that you change. Yeah. But in reality, we both think that our opinions are right. Because if not, they wouldn't be our current opinions. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I've been wrong in the past. Yeah. So I know that as a high schooler, I had opinions that yeah. I thought were 100% true. True. And they changed true later. Yeah, they changed later. Just like Ellen White. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think all my opinions are true. Mm-hmm. That's why they're my opinions. If I thought something wasn't true and it was my opinion, I would be a really weird person. Yeah, I hear where you're coming from. But That, that makes sense. But but the, I think the challenge is when we take the, the part of... Absolute. Absolute. Sure, our subjective versus objective. Correct. I think that's where we're, we're going to get. We'll, we'll get to that and here then, in a second. And then, you know, we're enforcing what we think to others. This is what what they're mm. saying. That we're, we're saying everyone else should also believe the way that I do. 
No, and here's why this is why it's important. Turn it into moralism. Uh -huh. This is, and, and me and another friend were having this conversation. Um, he he's part of another podcast, the Normal Life Podcast. We were having this conversation where it seems like the problem with this polarization mm -hmm. when we talk about politics, when we talk about racism and all these kind of things. Part of the issue we come to when we have these conversations is that many people are turning their side of the argument into a moral argument right whether it's so for instance let's talk about uh the masks we talked about that last week sure right it's immoral for you to tell me i have to wear a mask because i'm free Th yeah. they turn it into that they turn that into morality right the other side would say it's moral to wear a mask because you're protecting other people correct so both sides have a moral argument yes that they believe is a moral argument. Right. So they've turned their argument into a moral reason for doing it, which in turn makes the other person immoral. Yes, in their eyes. In their eyes, right, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what that comment is saying. Yeah, and again, this is <laughs> this takes me back to, again, we're a religious podcast. Yes. So the idea is it takes me back to the Bible, which mm -hmm. is that whole concept that in interpretation, in our hermeneutical interpretations of the word. Okay, sorry, what? sorry, sorry. Okay. Come on, uh, man. <laughs> don't be, don't get all the MDiv on I, me. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's Masters in Divinity, by the way. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> He's getting doctoral, doctoral level on Okay, you. it's just how we interpret the Bible, <laughs> right? What yes. we're trying to say is <laughs> we want to be able to understand it the way the Holy Spirit intends for us to, mm -hmm. right? And... The challenge is that self is always there and we have to be true to ourselves and see what is driving that. And and that that goes not just for the Bible, but for anything. And sometimes let's be real. We know that the reason why we're leaning or our opinion is leaning in a certain direction is because there's something that benefits us, mm -hmm. something that that is is playing into what I want and what I like. So so. If you can't sincerely have a open, an opinion that is open to to change or or open or or devoid of self, mm -hmm. then you're falling into that quote right there. So th that's that's very interesting, and and why I brought this up is because of that and the conversation that me and my my friend had that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But but let's read the rest of it. What we deem goodness now is that everyone else affirms the delusions of one's wishful thinking as objective truth. And this is where I start to have some issues okay. with the quote, because it's basically saying, I think this, this is a lady who made the quote, is that one's saying that one's wishful thinking is objective truth. And, and why I have a problem is as a, as a religious person, many times, you know, people think that because I follow scripture, right. I follow a myth or a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And also, some people believe there is no objective truth. And I disagree with that. I do believe there is truth. I see. I see where you're coming from. When it so comes if to there the is truth, yeah, yeah if, if there's truth, then it is moral to follow that truth. The problem is, is that when we come to people who don't believe that what is true is true. So I 100% believe that Jesus came to this earth lived and died and that is truth yeah and he died for my sins and he resurrected other people would see that as myth and so they'd be saying well you're that's narcissism because that's your wishful thinking no it's not wishful because it's 
true. Well, now, but but here, whoa, whoa, whoa. amen to that. By the way, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree there. Again, it, it depends if you accept the Bible as the Word of God. Sure. Because if you don't accept the Bible as the Word of God, then your argument is that exactly what you said is just a fairy tale. Yeah. But if we collectively accept the the Bible as the Word of God. Then that makes perfect sense. Now, here's the other challenge in all of this. Sure. I would say if you believe that the Bible is the word of God, but yet we talk about keeping the Sabbath Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what the Sabbath is, right? Sure. And I'm not even talking about like how to keep it like correctly. I'm just talking about keeping the Sabbath. Oh, so you're not talking swimming, hiking. No, 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 I'm talking uh, about like Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that that, that one over there is (laughs) yeah. But I wanted to clarify. I'm just talking about like keeping the seventh day. Right, right. Right? So Saturdays. Right. This is also a big challenge. And, and, here's, and here's where I have a problem with this, with this um, quote. Because it's basically saying, hey, listen, whatever you believe is true is wishful thinking. I, and I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I 100% believe the seventh day Sabbath is an objective truth as I read it in Scripture. As that, Adventists, that's what we believe. Precisely. Now, for someone for someone from another denomination to say, well, that's just wishful thinking and you're being narcissistic, mm-hmm. I would have issue with that. Because that's not being me nar- narcissistic. No, and, and and I think as you as you I'm gonna investigate the word narcissism so I can go ahead and define it. Because see, I think that's part of the whole understanding. How did she perceive narcissism? Because narcissism has it has a it has a very specific connotation well narcissism narcissism is someone who's all about themselves who only sees themselves who loves themselves right who thinks that they're always right and true but also they have a problem with they don't take responsibility i mean there's all kinds of things but right so there's some additional stuff go ahead yeah but it's the delusions of one's wishful thinking. That's another problem I have with this quote is that affirms the delusions of one's wishful thinking as objective truth, right? So this well, person's almost saying that your thoughts are a little delusional when you think they're objective truth. Right. Well, I think also when they're saying wishful thinking, what they're saying is our opinions is what they, if I understand her correctly, our opinions are the wishful thought. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, our opinion is founded on whatever I'm thinking in my experiences, right? My interpretation. So it's my wishful thinking. You see, um, I got, I got narcissists here. Okay. So listen to this. It's a person according to, um, Google's dictionary. I don't know which one they used, but here's the idea. It says a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's an excessive interest. In themselves, right. which, which, like her first part of the quote, goes totally against scripture. By the way, correct, because scripture is about being other centered, not self centered. Exactly, being God centered, not me centered. Even when it says that you need to care for your salvation with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we, I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about this with the masks. We talk about this with race yes. issues, and yes, it's really have. the the sin issue. Mm-hmm. When I'm only thinking about myself and I love myself, right? Mm-hmm. Modern culture has turned that into moralism. Yes, and and so if you don't agree with me and my lifestyle, 
then you're immoral. That's correct. But that's not true because what if I think your life is immoral? That's correct. If you're stealing or, or robbing or doing something that's, to me, against scriptural. Now, here's the thing. As a Christian, I should never fight that way, though. I should never tell someone they're Preach. immoral because that's not my job. Judgment. My job is to point them to scripture. That is correct. To um, Jesus. Yeah, yes. Point, point them, them to Jesus. Jesus and let Jesus do the... <laughs> the changing. And, 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 and I'm glad you're bringing that up because this, this is my point. Uh, my approach. <laughs> not my point. This is my point and my approach. <laughs> so it's your point. Yeah. Yeah, okay, my cool. point. So I, I hear what she's saying. I get where she's coming from a little bit. And um, my take, okay, my wishful thinking, mm-hmm. a.k.a. my opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that there is a push right now in society mm-hmm. that truth is what I make it. Mm. And that's dangerous. Very and I, because and, then who gets to make it and that's it and i shouldn't be able to make it right and because as, i'm a dummy and you and me both and as christians you're not as dummy uh, but i'm dummy no we're both dummies so <laughs> so as christians though we have the rule of thumb mm-hmm. and that is the bible and we have to also embrace this reality i'm talking to my peeps all right adventists love you all i'm one here's the idea our light is progressive, period. Our church is a movement, mm-hmm. period. What that means is we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all of the truth. This is going to continue to evolve. And if it evolves in a way where self is not the focal point and God is, and it's happening through deep connection with the Holy Spirit, it may look different than what we know. Yeah. It may challenge what we know till this point. And even if, even if we've come to the point where we've gotten all the truth we're going to get now, mm-hmm. because we're going to continue to, for eternity, that learn truths about God, by yes, the way. Yes, we are. So it's always going to be progressive. But even if we've come to the earthly point of where we've achieved all truthfulness that can be achieved, which I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm just saying if. Jesus never pushed his truth on other people. He gave Boom. them a choice. That's right. Right Now, was it still moral? Yes, because he is moral. Mm-hmm. But he never pushed it on someone else. He doesn't force. Right. He never pushed his objective truth, which is the only objective truth. Amen. And forced it on someone else. That's right. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring up that quote. I love to read these quotes because sometimes they like seem so awesome and amazing. And there are some amazing components, but I like to get a little bit deeper into them because yeah. sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Let me use that. But be careful in whatever you use. Make sure you're doing that through the lens of what I like to say, you know, scripture and, and God. Yes. Which means in a loving way and not trying to make people do anything. All right. I got one more um, clickbait when we come back. It's a little, it's a little lighter. Nice. Hey, ready for the next clickbait? I am. You, you brought good ones today, man. Thanks. All right. Haagen-Dazs. Not that the other ones are bad. This is going to be good because it starts with Haagen-Dazs. Oh, Haagen-Dazs. Uh-oh, trouble. Yeah. So what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Black cherry. You you mentioned that last time. Yes, I don't know if I have one favorite, and I like I have three. Well, I like us. Uh, uh, Haagen Dazs. What do you like? Haagen Dazs. Butter, butter pecan. I like butter pecan. Oh, oh, Haagen Dazs yes. has to be dulce de leche. 
Oh, really? Yeah, the caramel one. My favorite Haagen-Dazs is mango ice cream. Not the sherbet, the ice cream. Mm. So good. I don't think I've tried that one. So good. Oh, man, you must really like mangoes. Oh, uh, I love mangoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's a, that's a story for another time. All right. Um, but Haagen-Dazs, favorite flavor for them is the mango ice cream. Not the sherbet, because that's not ice cream. Well, <laughs> uh, Talenti has a sherbet mango that yeah, is really good. It's good, but I don't I don't like sherbets as much as ice cream. Yeah. And but I've tried it. Mango Haagen-Dazs ice cream is to die for. Oh. All right, here we go. I have to get so one. So they they here's the, here's the headline. Haagen-Dazs claims this is America's favorite ice cream flavor. And so they're they say through throughout the pandemic Americans have reportedly turned to comfort food. <laughs> ice cream is comfort food. Yes, it is. And so they said that this particular flavor for 2020 Haagen-Dazs reports was America's favorite during this pandemic time so what do you think it is i want to ask you what do you think it is oh man i don't know uh i'm gonna go with chocolate 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 is very popular it seems like right yeah i mean i just because people like chocolate so so it has to be some that has chocolate in my opinion so mm-hmm. I, I don't like chocolate so I'm, i have to think like someone else would think so i'm thinking uh cookies and cream Oh, cookies and cream. Okay. Well, Hagen doesn't really have cookies and cream. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So here's. I'll. St- I'm going to start. They gave the top five afterwards. So I'm going to start off with number five. Drum roll, please. Good old butter pecan took fifth place. Oh, there you go. Yeah, butter pecan's okay. Yep. All right. The fourth spot was vanilla milk chocolate almond bar. Now remember, this is Hagen Dazs. Vanilla milk chocolate almond. Oh, yeah. so it's a bar. Okay. Yes, I don't know. I've never heard of that flavor. Okay. I've never had that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three was strawberry. Mm. I, I I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Strawberry. Number two, which would probably be high on my list, coffee. Oh. Yeah. Coffee ice cream. Yeah. Have you ever had Tillamook ice cream? No. Very delicious. And they have a coffee one that is, I'm... Might be slightly addicted to it. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. It's to die for just like the mango one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's Tillamook. It's the coffee. Hagen dazs It's the mango. Okay. And Ben and Jerry's. Do you, do you have a ben, ben and Jerry's flavor? No. What? I don't think I've even eaten the Ben what? and Jerry's ice, ice cream. So before we get to the top flavor, Chunky Monkey ice cream. That's Ben and Jerry's? Oh, it's amazing. Does it have chocolate in it? Yes. Okay. So it has chocolate, like it. has chocolate <laughs> chunks, banana ice cream, chocolate chunks, and walnuts. Dude, let me tell you something disappointing for you, share number one. Uh-huh. I went to buy a black cherry ice cream one day, mm-hmm. and it had chocolate chips in it, and I did not know. That would make it better. I was so I'm sorry. That would make it frustrated. better. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> the number one flavor, vanilla. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I said, you know what? Vanilla. Why these clowns say vanilla? Vanilla's terrible. Vanilla's so vanilla. It's so, I don't like. <laughs> oh, now, now, here's the thing about ice cream. I don't like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That this, is just the result. This build up to like nothing. Oh, good. It's like, it's not even a story. <laughs> like I read it. I'm like, ooh, Haagen-Dazs. And I like ice cream. And I remember oh. you talked about ice cream last week. So I wanted to bring it. <laughs> right? oh, dude. And it's vanilla. Do you ever eat a scoop of vanilla ice cream? Just a just a scoop of vanilla ice cream. I have. 
Uh, well, not, not like not like if I go out to eat ice cream somewhere, yeah. I'm not getting vanilla. But I'm saying, do you buy vanilla ice cream for your home? Yeah, if I'm gonna pair it with exactly, pie or if you're gonna pair else, it with pie or cake. See, only time I have vanilla ice cream, yeah, is if I'm pairing it with pie. Yeah, I never take a scoop and be like, oh, I just want a scoop of vanilla. Yeah, no. So what I'm hoping this says is that people ate a lot of pie as well. <laughs> or cake. Yeah, yeah, something to go because with. Because vanilla ice cream is your favorite. That is so, yeah. I would, uh, mm. I would if I went to a Haagen-Dazs shop or if I go to the store and I see Haagen-Dazs, I'm never, though the Haagen-Dazs <laughs> vanilla is probably one of the better That's vanillas. what I was going to say. That their vanilla is really good, though. It is really good. But there's no way I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, just a scoop of vanilla. Thank you, vanilla. <laughs> I, I think it's it's it, it gives you the purest ice cream, like like ice cream at its purest is is the vanilla flavor. It's I would ice cream assume. at its most boring. Yeah, that uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's your opinion. What, that's what that is your opinion. And guess what? My opinion is right. Your wistful thinking over there. <laughs> My opinion is right because if not, I wouldn't have it. Oh man, I I but no, I have to agree. How on earth can vanilla be? Maybe it's the one they bought the most again because they were eating additional. Uh, other because if, if you talk about comfort food like you got to build it up like you got to have like like uh, uh, a banana split where you have like multiple things you just like bam you know or people who like to to eat brownies with with ice cream and cake with ice cream and that kind of stuff but the top and pies with the ice cream, top you know? three was almost the most boring top three ever <laughs> well it was always a neapolitan it was almost a neapolitan right yeah. i know <laughs> the middle one if the middle one was not coffee and it was chocolate i would have been like this is the worst <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that that's something that like um, americans like i've traveled quite a bit lived in different countries and they really other countries at least i find and maybe they don't do this maybe maybe it's just because i've traveled there and seen seen it maybe if i lived there a long time i would see that they don't branch out much but it seems like they experiment with a lot more flavors yeah like in ice cream and in their candy you'll find like weird flavors or interesting flavors or mm -hmm. Like the states usually sticks to a certain like, you know, stock flavors. Okay. Strawberry, grape, yeah. cherry, vanilla, chocolate. Yeah. You know, they kind of stick to those. You said grape ice cream? Not grape ice cream, but like candy. Oh, okay. Like okay, grape yeah. is very popular with like or like right. Kool-Aid. Right, right, right. You, you don't see a ton of mango or passion fruit candies. Yeah, it's like a Gatorades. You know, Gatorades tend to yeah, yeah. stay. I mean, they you know, branch out a lot lime or, Yeah, they branch out a little bit. I, I like to branch. I like to try new things. I want my palate to be, especially when it comes to sweet things. I, once again, I don't know if you notice, I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> you have a sweet mouth. That's what I tell people. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet teeth oh, the whole thing is anyways sweet, sweet rack anyways well that was that was my thing because we talked about ice cream last week and yep, i wanted to, to my bring favorite dessert it. hey why don't you tell us what's your favorite flavor of ice cream i'm really curious about that yeah diversity on the hill at gmail.com and also as i said last week tell me about your um donut places if you know of a really good donut place and if you give me dunkin donuts or krispy kreme you know nothing about donuts and you have not heard our previous episodes yes yeah, so please don't <laughs> give me krispy kreme's the best Thank you for your opinion. It is wrong. You can also um, tell us that <laughs> you can also tell PJ at Diversity on a Hill on Instagram. No, no, so sorry, it's know. not wrong. It's interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, tell us of those places. It's been awesome. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. This is a great conversation that we want to keep going because yes, we like ice cream. And let us know if there's subjects you want us to talk about. We have some subjects on the future that we are going to be hopefully tackling. Where and there's a couple that will should be interesting that we're waiting to to get some P 
people who know a little bit more on those subjects to yes. help us out a little bit. Absolutely. Why don't you pray for us, PJ? I will. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for the many, many gifts you give us. Lord, we pray that in all of our conversations, all our dealings with one another, that it will be uh, seasoned with your grace and your love. Amen. Lord, help us to have conversations that lead others to you, not away from you, not away from ourselves. And Lord, Always. may our opinions be based on you. Amen. And may our truths be your truths. And Lord, continue to guide us to your truths. Yes. Because we know that we are not fully there, but we want to be. So continue to work on our hearts. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you for yes. each other. We Most of all, we thank you for Jesus, his love, his grace, and his mercy. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you all. This is PJ, and I am out. PK here. Many blessings. Until next time.